making known how much they think Jesus is really worth. Amen. And you wonder why Judas isn't upset about this? Because he wasn't worth much to Judas. He gave 30 pieces of silver. They gave, gave Judas 30 pieces of silver to betray him. 30 pieces of silver, you find out in the book of Hosea, is the price of a harlot. So he didn't, Jesus didn't mean nothing to Judas. But he means everything to me. He means everything to you if you've been saved. Amen. He means the world to a born again Christian. He doesn't mean much to this world, but he means the world to us. Hello and welcome to the Victory Bible Podcast. Thank you for deciding to listen today and be a part of our listening family. We pray that everything is a great blessing to you. He's a lily of the valleys. That Bible says he's the rose of Sharon. Amen. Can I tell you he's all that? Had a whole lot more. Amen. That Bible says this. Hey, after that song of Solomon girl, that single my girl said, she got to describe his feet. She described his legs. She described the chest of Solomon. She described the head of Solomon. And but Jimmy, she got down the last little bit of that. Said, this is my beloved. And this is my friend. And yay! He is all We get to heaven, there's four beasts around the throne. Old Ralph Sexton Sr. called them fault-finding beasts. They got eyes everywhere. They got bunches and bunches of eyes. And that Bible says they're sitting there looking at the throne, looking at Jesus. And they don't declare a fault. They don't declare anything wrong with Him. In fact, what they say is holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. Amen. Oh, amen. I said, holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. Amen. Hallelujah. He's worthy. They trying to find fault and can't find none. I promise you tonight you'll not find fault in Jesus. You might find fault in the preacher. You might find fault in people. You might find fault in family. But I've not one time in my life found fault in the Son of God. You know why? Because there ain't no fault in Him. He's as perfect as He's always been. He's as holy as He's always been. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. I'm getting help out of this. I hope you are. Praise God. He's worthy. He's worthy. It's how you get that by Him being present. He should show fondness while Jesus is present. Verse 6 said this, this He said. Or verse 7. Then said Jesus, let her alone. Can I tell you this? When do you stop worrying about what other people think about the way you worship Amen. It really don't matter. I mean, I love you. I appreciate you. If you don't like how I worship, I didn't do it for you. I mean, I hope you take that right, but I don't mean that mean. But I'm just being honest. I didn't do it for you. It's like, like a preacher, a big group of preachers got down to pray, and one of them was from up north. He'd never seen them all pray at the same time like that. And they, they all got down to pray, and somebody said, Hey, brother, so and so, pray for us. Lead us in prayer. And boy, he led them, and as he got to lead them, it was like a thunder of prayer everywhere around that building. Go ahead. That's 
And he got done praying. And that man went north. He said, hey. He said, he said, I want you to ask the old brother so-and-so to pray. He said, I couldn't hear nothing he's saying. He said, that's all right. He wasn't talking to you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Can I tell you the same thing about worship? Yeah. Listen, worship ain't talking to you. Yeah. Worship ain't magnifying you or the preacher or the choir or the singers yeah. or deacons or yeah. Sunday school teachers or anybody in this building. Hey, worship looks a lot higher than that. Yeah. Hey, worship goes to God. Worship magnifies the Savior. Yeah. Worship gives Him glory. Yes, sir. Yeah. Listen to this. Oh, my. Let her alone. Against the day of my burying has she kept this. Can I say this? If Jesus is not offended with ridiculous worship, you and me ought not be either. If you don't do it, that's all right. If you don't do it like, if you don't do it like somebody else does it, that's fine. But don't be a, don't be a hound dog worship police. We don't need that. Yeah, yeah. We, I know you. I know we ain't got nothing here that I know of. But don't don't be that. Don't ever be a hound dog worship, please. Boy, yeah. always. You ain't do it right. You went crazy. You acting. You acting ridiculous. Man, just just get in on it. Don't worry about nobody else. You know, there's no way we ought to worship tonight. Let me give you this. I tell you how we ought to worship tonight. Like ain't nobody else in the building. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Because in fact, if you can't worship alone in your prayer time with God, you ought not ever do it in public. Amen. If you can't do it in private, it should never be done in public. You ought to be able to do it while you're riding in your car down the road. You ought to be able to raise your hand and give Him glory. You ought to be able to do it in prayer time by yourself. It ought to be something done private. It ought to be done something done public. It ought to be something done all the time. He should have shown fondness while Jesus was present. I'm done. For the poor, always you have with you. But me, but me, Jesus said, you have not always. Man, when God goes to deal with your heart in the middle of a service, and He goes telling you, boy, you ought to magnify my name. You ought to tell me how much you love me. Hey, listen, well, won't you? Won't you just praise me for a while? Well, you say, God don't do that. I, I beg differently. I believe God does do that. Yeah. In fact, the Bible says, He's seeking for ready such to worship Him. Yeah. And listen, God's on the lookout for a worshiper. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Yeah. You say, it's not a big deal. Oh, it is. Yeah. That Bible says He's looking for one. Yeah. He goes from yeah. church to church to church. And I'll be honest with you this evening, I feel very ashamed that many churches have probably not got that worship. And listen, I feel ashamed at times that I myself will not have that worship that all the head. Hey, listen, when he comes by Victory Bible Baptist Church, I won't even know he'd come to this place. And it's a place of worship. It's a place of love. It's a place that loves God. Listen, why? When God goes to moving, we ought to go to worshiping. Because you don't know when He's going to move like that again. You don't know when God's going to speak like that again. You don't know when God's going to speak in the middle of a song like that or speak in the middle of a message like that or speak in the middle of anything else like that. So we ought to take advantage. But when you begin to feel the presence of God, when God begins to get real big in your heart, we and you ought to take advantage. We ought to take advantage of an altar. We ought to take advantage of a chance to lift our hands and give Him praise. We ought to take advantage of a chance to worship and magnify His name while He's here. Father, touch this invitation time. Oh, God, give us what we stand in need of. Help us be worshiping people, God. Help me in my own heart to be a worshiping person, God. Thank you again for listening to the Victory Bible Podcast. 
look forward to you listening again with us next time. If you're not saved, our prayer is you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ at the end of this podcast. You'll pray and ask him to be your savior. Our, our prayer is if you're saved and discouraged, you be encouraged. And if you are saved and, man, you're trying to do your very best, we pray that you just keep on keeping on doing what God has called you to do. We love you. May God bless you. Have a great day.